How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard on this Wednesday night. As we debate Howie Roseman, Andy Reid, who's more responsible for the last 20 years of Eagles success, I go with Howie. He's surpassed Andy Reid now, what he's put together post-Andy Reid. Lots to talk about there. 8 o'clock, Elliott Shore Parks. Dave Sims is going to join us later in the show. Philly guy, uh, college hoops, Big East, uh, and of course also the play-by-play voice of the Seattle Mariners. So he's a baseball guy. I mean, it's weird, especially I think this show, right, because I always love talking some baseball offseason stuff. This Eagles run has been so captivating and, and obviously led us into February now, it's February first, that we haven't like spring training starts in two weeks and we've bare and part of it too quickly is the Phillies did all their big business right away this offseason. So we reacted to Trey Turner and all that early, but and Taiwan Walker. But the bottom line is we haven't talked much that spring training starts in a couple weeks. Dave Sims, I'm sure, has some thoughts on the Phils, so we'll talk to him coming up at nine o'clock. But before we go back to the lines on Andy and, and Howie. Today, for the second time, we said goodbye to Tom Brady. This time, Tom recorded a video. He didn't get beat to the scoop this time. Here was Tom Brady today uh, announcing his retirement. He sounded he sounded pretty emotional to me. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So... Uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change thing. Love you all. So there was the Tom Brady retirement announcement this morning. Um, I, I mean, I felt pretty emotional. And if you watch it, uh, he had kind of emotion in his eyes. I do appreciate that he thanked us. You and you, all of us. Did you think you'd get thanked in the Tom Brady retirement? I've always felt that we had a small hand in yeah. what made him great. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I am appreciative that that he sees that. Yeah. Well, you know what? We'll see if this one's real. I'm I'm a little skeptical after last year, and it's early in the off season. But for now, once again, wasn't it the same date last year too? Or it's like the same week he pulled it last year. Yeah, it's pretty similar. It yeah. Was, yeah, because it was before the Super Bowl. Right. Um. Now last year I think he was beat to the scoop. Whoever Schefter had it first, and then he he kind of put out an Instagram and confirmed it. Whatever. He came back and played this year. Was not good. 
I think this often happens. You know, I remember Dan Marino uh, lost 62-7 to in a playoff game in his last game. Tom Brady looked pretty bad in his last playoff game against the Cowboys. Brett Favre, I think, lost 40-14 to to end his last season. I mean, this happens. When these guys hang on for a long time, the end is usually not pretty. Uh, and it wasn't, as they went 8-9 and nine this year. But Tom Brady, obviously, is the greatest quarterback of all time. And, and I, I quite frankly can't believe there are people out there who still debate whether or not Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback. So here's what we're going to do in a minute. I, I want to um, I want to rank the top five quarterbacks. And I, I'm I'm curious, and I'd love everyone to chime in on this when you call in tonight about the Reed Rosewood thing. Your top five. Top five quarterbacks ever because I don't think there's much debate at one anymore, but I do think it's interesting because we all might have different three, four, fives, or at least four, fives, or the order might be different. So we'll get to that in a second. But I do want to play this for you because it is – the most ridiculous thing you will hear this week. And I know a lot of ridiculous things are said on TV, on radio, cable news. Like, you turn TV on, you can find something off the walls every day. Nothing will top this. Sean O'Hara, former offensive lineman, was on uh, Good Morning Football this morning. And I don't know what happened to Sean here. He may have just got caught up in the moment. Um, but he took the Brady retirement and how he'll remember it to a place I just wasn't prepared for. Here it was. This is a, a huge moment, not just for Tom Brady, not just for the NFL, but like for all of us. You know, look, uh, people remember where they were when JFK was assassinated. You remember where you were with 9 11. Can I tell you something? Can I interrupt you real quick? He, his first start was a week after 9 11. That's how long like, ago he's been playing. I, was, I came out in the same year as him, 2000, and he's still playing. 23 years. That's a long time. But I'm going to remember this. Like, I'm going to remember who I'm, I'm with. Uh, Kyle's going to remember he was in Vegas. Um, you, you're going to remember where you were when Tom Brady announced his official retirement. No, I am not. I'm, first of all, no, I am not. And look, I, you could feel any way you want about that. I'm not offended. I'm just more shocked that his brain went there on live television. Like, wouldn't you compare this to, I don't know, a sudden retirement of another athlete, like when Michael Jordan retired, or you know, even if you wanted to go to one that's a little bit more like real world kind of stuff. You know what? A lot of people say they remember. I remember when I was young, when Magic Johnson announced that he had HIV. It's an athlete stopping playing, and obviously that was because of a medical condition. That was a gigantic, that was like the biggest story in America for weeks. I remember that as a kid. I didn't really understand what the heck they were talking about or why he was sick, but I did understand he couldn't play basketball anymore. Ta- the fact that he on TV said that, I was like, I had to watch it like five times. I was, he didn't really just compare how we remember where we were during American tragedies to Tom Brady hanging it up. Yeah, I just, we did this last year. <laughs> this isn't the first time this has happened. We did the whole Tom Brady retirement a year ago. And also, 45-year-old athlete retires from football isn't that big of a story. It's it's normal. Like when Andrew Luck retired, that was a big story. Sure. That was crazy. Yeah. That was something I remember where I was because I'm pretty sure I was here if it wasn't that night, a little bit later on in the night doing the overnight show. And when Tom Brady retires, I don't know, Tom Brady retired. We expected this, didn't we? I just, where was I? I was asleep when Tom Brady retired. That was it. <laughs> also, the other things he brought up, again, American tragedies, bad moments. Like, those other moments, they're burned in our memories. And I obviously, Tucker and I are not around for JFK. But they're burned in the consciousness of Americans because they elicited fear. 
They it were, changed your day-to-day life, it, those other moments. It changed yeah, the American way of life, of course. T- Tom Brady not playing football will obviously be different. It's been 20-something years. We've seen him play every Sunday for a long time. We've watched him play hundreds of football games. It's not going to change, change the world or change the American way of life. I just wanted to play that so you could feel what I felt as I heard that this morning. It was the It's the most ridiculous thing you will hear anyone say on television this week. I promise you. And I know dumb things are said every day in every in every form of media, but that was that was. I just do you think he went on the air, went on pr- planning to say that, or he got caught in the moment? I do wonder if I mean he's not a, a regular on that show, he's right? Not. He's not a, a usual host. I wonder if he was just trying to pump up how amazing his time on the show was. You know, like we we've been on the show and we've been on air for for big moments, but. We don't compare Jalen Hurts getting drafted to 9-11. No. I wonder if Sean O'Hara was like, I'm here. I'm on NFL Network. This is a life-changing moment. I'm going to do this and see where it goes. <laughs> it's not going in a good place for Sean. I, I can tell you that. Yeah, and I get that. You compare big moments to other big moments. Like, I'll, I'll say it. I rem- I was on the air the night Chip Kelly got fired. I remember that moment vividly. I was uh, the night that they signed Bryce Harper, the Phillies. Like, com- driving in. I, re- I remember. Like, you remember impactful moments but there's a difference between the Phillies got a great player and an American tragedy like there's just these are different things I I, I just I was blown away all right 215 right back to the lines in a couple minutes but first five best quarterbacks in NFL history I'll go first Tucker will give his and I, I'm curious where everyone has there so he, here's how I think we should do this because I think there's no drama at number one so I, I, counting down for 5-1 to one seems silly to me. Tom Brady's the number one quarterback of all time. Number one, I have Tom Brady. Number two, I put Joe Montana. And it, I think there's a case to be made he could be a little bit further down the list. But I put him at two, four Super Bowls, the best quarterback of a, of a, of a generation or at least a decade of football, uh, and the best quarterback on the best team, undefeated in the Super Bowl. I will go Montana at number two. So I go number one, Brady. Montana, number two. Peyton Manning is third for me. He changed the game. When he got in the league, no one was really operating solely out of shotgun. No quarterback was just changing the play all by themselves and running their own offense. He changed it. Now every quarterback kind of does that to an extent. And he just was the most consistently great Sunday-to-Sunday quarterback for 15 years. You know, Brady eventually had longevity and surpassed him and overtook him. But people forget now. People always like to conveniently pretend debates that go one-sided didn't happen. You know, here in Philadelphia, remember the Dak Prescott-Carson Wentz debates? We pretend those didn't happen now. Not that Dak's really that great, but he's obviously better than Carson. There was a real Peyton Brady debate back in the day. Because Peyton had the, I mean, Brady had the coach. Brady had the team around him. Peyton didn't have the coach or the defense. Obviously, you know, the right answer was was Brady. He, he, He turned out to be the better quarterback. But that was a debate for a good period of time. And I was a big Peyton Manning fan. I put him at number three ever. So I go one Brady, two Montana, three Peyton Manning. At number four, and I'm not afraid to say it, and he's only going to move up the list. Patrick Mahomes is number four. I believe he's already the fourth greatest quarterback of all time. No one ever in NFL history has had a start to a career like this with five trips to the AFC title game, three trips to the Super Bowl now. He may, hopefully not, but he may win his second ring within his first five seasons. He's going to win the MVP of the league again. He he is... He's the most dynamic quarterback to start a career we've ever seen. And if he stays healthy, he will only go up. He will surpass Peyton Manning one day. I mean, that's going to happen if he stays healthy. If he wins enough, combined with the numbers he's putting up, he will pass Joe Montana. 
The only question is, will he ever be able to surpass Brady? I, I don't know with all the, the 10 trips to the Super Bowl Brady has. But at number four, I already have Patrick Mahomes. That's how good that guy is. And at number five, I found this to be the most difficult spot. I mean, I you can make cases for like six guys. I, I go Steve Young. I think Steve Young's stats don't paint the picture of how great he was. He had to wait. He didn't play till he was 30 because he sat behind Joe Montana. And if you go back the late 80s, I think he was probably the better player than Montana, and he was still sitting. Because Montana got hurt the one year, and and um, Young had to come in. And his numbers, in a lot of ways, were better when he played with the same players. So I think if he got in a year or two earlier, he probably racks up another couple MVPs. He has two. And he won a Super Bowl. And he was putting up passer ratings of over 100 when nobody else was doing that. He was just doing it every year for an eight-year stretch. I believe Steve Young was the best quarterback in football, and that was from age like 30 to 37. So he missed his late 20s, which was probably his athletic prime. He ran for 4,000 yards in a short period of time. I go Steve Young at number five. So my top five quarterbacks ever, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, Steve Young, 215-592-9494. I am interested to see where everyone uh, ranks them, your top five quarterbacks. Tucker, how would you uh, how would you rank your top five? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you at Brady at number one. I just don't think it's even fair anymore. Even you mentioned the, the Peyton Manning-Tom Brady thing, and for a while it was Brady was the winner and Manning has the stats. Tom Brady's 110 more touchdown yeah. passes than Peyton Manning. I mean, he lapped him two, three times over. It's not even close anymore. So I would go Brady one, and I would put – Peyton Manning, too. I mean, there was an eight-year stretch where he won at least 12 games every year on a Sunday-to-Sunday basis. There wasn't a quarterback that you feared more than Peyton Manning for about a decade. I mean, he was a guy that if you saw him on the schedule for your team, you penciled it in as a loss. No matter what was going on, you knew that 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 game was going to be tough and Peyton Manning was going to come out and throw for 300 yards and and three touchdowns. And number three, I would put Joe Montana. I think he's probably the the ultimate winner he doesn't have great stats I think Joe Burrow if he ends up going deep into the postseason can kind of age into somebody like Joe Montana and it's not his fault like I'm sure if he played in the modern NFL and he had good coaching like we do now and and played with a coach who understood modern offenses it it would be okay and and he would put up good numbers but I would list him at number three and I agree with you with Mahomes at four. I just the guy averages almost forty touchdowns a season. And I know the league is different, but just like Manning was back in his prime, you know Patrick Mahomes on any given week is gonna win. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, there's nothing more certain than Patrick Mahomes winning on a Sunday and going to the AFC title game and hosting. I mean, the guy's played eleven or fourteen playoff games now in his career. He's never played one on the road. I mean, what him and Andy Reid have done is a stretch of dominance that this league hasn't seen really since Brady and Belichick in their heyday. And then number five, I just – you could put a lot of people in here. You could put Brett Favre in here. You could put Drew Brees in here. You put Steve Young in here. I just put Johnny Unitas in here because as you look at, at all the quarterbacks all time, I mean, he just seems to sneak his way into top five of everything. He had four – uh, or five first-team All-Pros. He won three titles. He was a Pro Bowler ten times. He was the guy who, I think, if you look at his career and what he did in, in you know the 60s with the Colts, kind of set the standard mm-hmm. for modern quarterback play. Yeah, he was kind of way ahead of the curve, right? Like, you think about those passers back then. Most of them couldn't throw the ball very well. He was, he was way ahead of the curve. And it's funny looking at his stats. I mean, touchdown passes, he's sandwiched between Carson Palmer and Vinny Testaverde. When you look at uh, you know passing yards, he's somewhere between Kerry Collins and... And Andy Dalton, but 
the one thing and the thing we think we have to do with this exercise, you have to compare people against your era, right? right? And he's getting compared to guys who played 50 years after he retired. And it does feel like anytime I've had a conversation with anyone who watched that era of football, he stands out. The way we now talk about Brady and Manning and we will talk about Mahomes as time goes on, he stands out. Like the way people talk about Montana from the 80s, like he stood out from that. All right, so Tucker's got Unitas at five. I put Steve Young. We have the same top four in a different order. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop in as we discuss Howie Roseman, Andy Reid, in terms of who's who's really deserves the most credit for what this franchise has been the last 20 years. I now put Roseman ahead of Reid. He's jumped him. And how would you rank the top five quarterbacks ever? Tom Brady, if we want to believe him, is officially retired now. Brady is clearly number one. I mean, I just, I mean, the resume speaks for itself. He's, he's the best quarterback of all time. Brady one, Montana two. I go Peyton three, Mahomes four, and I put Steve Young five. That's my five. Would love to hear viewers. And, you know, I agree with how Tucker framed it. And you, I could have put a bunch of guys at number five. I, I could have. Um you know, a couple. I, I neither one of us mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's got I, four MVPs. I know, I know, I, I I get it. Um, I just I do think leadership is part of this too. I I I don't like Aaron Rodgers as a leader, I, and I and he's lost way too many home playoff games to un- inferior quarterbacks and teams. I just I'm down on him. I, I'm you know, and in, in, in terms of this exercise, obviously he's a top ten guy, but in, in terms of this exercise, no, I, I didn't put Rodgers. I'd rather have Steve Young, Phil is in West Philly. Hey, Phil. What's going on, Joe? It's been a while. How are you, brother? Uh, Phil, doing good, buddy. What's on your mind tonight? What are you thinking? Listen, I just I, I like to make it quick. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to pat myself on the back first. I called the Giants game. I called the Giants game 40-7, to and it ended up 38-7. I called this game, and it couldn't get anybody to bet me that it would be 34-7, to and we were a field goal off of that. So I'm going to call a Super Bowl score right now, and you're going to probably laugh, but I'm telling you, 42-23 Eagles. 42 points in the Super Bowl. So they surpassed the 41 they scored five years ago. I like that. Absolutely. And 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 we're it's it's, it's going to be the same setup. We're going to we're going to smash him in the first half. He's going to get probably to the third quarter. Then he's going to hurt his ankle. Done deal. Over. Well, the I mean, Phil, the injury factor on Mahomes, and if he is healthy enough to to be at his best, is certainly a big part of this, Phil. I mean, if he re reaggravates that thing, or he gets sacked a bunch, and he's just not feeling right, the, the Chiefs are in trouble, big trouble. He hasn't seen a defense like us all season, not all season. I can't wait until next Sunday. Now, my top five, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously Brady, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to go Peyton number two, uh, number three. I would definitely, definitely, definitely go Steve Young. Very underrated for the time he was in the league. Number four, I got to go with Drew Brees. And number five, Terry Bradshaw. Ooh, throwing Terry in there. Phil, man, I always appreciate your phone call. How about that? He left out Montana. Just threw old Joe out of the top five. Here's the thing. Here's the Terry Bradshaw thing. It is, and it is hard for me to reconcile the talent he played with, the defense he played with. And I, and I know passing was different back then. But, I mean, was Terry even the most efficient passer of his generation? I don't, I don't think he was. I mean, I, and I understand the league was different then, and they threw the ball down the field more. But, you know, he's got the, he got the rings. But I didn't think much about Terry Bradshaw. I, I just – maybe it's because he's a goofball on Fox now and I think of him more like that than I do as a great quarterback. I know what he accomplished. I didn't I, – I just don't think he was as good of a quarterback as the other, other guys we've mentioned here. I, I – 
I frankly might struggle to put Terry in the top 10 if I was continuing the list. And I know at some point you have to list him when you win that many Super Bowls. You can't ignore a quarterback. I, I don't know how you rate him. Like, is, is Terry Bradshaw like Troy Aikman before Troy Aikman? Good for his era, but he just had so much around him? That was going to be my comparison. I know he made the Hall of Fame and he has four championships, but he made the Pro Bowl three times. He was first team all pro once. He did win an MVP and was the quarterback for the all you know 1970s team of the decade. Right. But I don't know. I just obviously we didn't see him play, but he seems like a guy who's buoyed by talent around him, much like Troy Aikman was a decade later. Yeah, and it happens. I mean, every every and you know we could probably pick out a couple more that have done that. That that's not that that happens across pro football. There's no question. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you get aboard here. I now put Howie Roseman above Andy Reid in terms of the people, the person most responsible for what the Eagles have become over the last twenty years. You know, at one point it was all about Andy. Andy left this behind. Andy drafted that guy. Andy gave the Eagles Doug Peterson. All that. Well, this is a different era. It's a different coach. It's a different quarterback, and it's one guy who put it together. His team, his roster, it's Howie Roseman. I now have Howie, two Super Bowl appearances, running the show over Andy, most important figure in why the Eagles have become what they've become the last 20 years. Where do you side, Andy or Howie, more important to this Eagles franchise? And how would you rank the top five quarterbacks ever? You know, everyone's got a different list. I believe it's a lock that Brady's number one. I mean, there's very few out there. You know, we know Howard, you know, holds out his, for Montana. It's Brady. He's number one. I go Brady, Montana, Manning, Patrick Mahomes at four. And yes, I'm ready to put him in there. At number five, I put Steve Young. 215 592 9494. We'll come back. Your phone calls. And could we be watching Brandon Graham's last game as the Eagle coming up? And not because of retirement. Could he be on a different team next year? I. I never thought about this until I heard what he and his wife had to say since they won the NFC Championship game. You'll hear that next. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome back. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard here on this Wednesday. Coming up 8 o'clock, Elliot Shore Parks will join us. Elliot getting set for his trip to Arizona. You think? I, I think uh, I heard Elliot earlier this week saying he had to go clothes shopping for Arizona. El- Elliot likes to... Likes to look nice, which is fine. Um, I'm not shopping before I go to Arizona. I will just be taking whatever I have in my closet. Yeah, but you'll be leaving before the game. Like he, he's going to be there all week. No, he might I be going to the the Super Bowl parties on Friday and Saturday. No, I get it. Right, he has to have. A sp- I, I guess I'll have suits. I mean, he he covers the game in a suit, right? He he dresses nice to go. I to feel the- like you should. If you're at the game, you should be in a suit. So I I went to um, the Giants game, not the playoff game, the end of the season game. And I've noticed, and it's been it's been a little while since I've been in the press box because uh, I just prefer to watch at home now. But I, I have noticed, I'm not sure if this was a pandemic thing like with coaches in the NBA, attire in the press box has become more casual as the years have gone on. I think it's cool that a quarter zip has just become like acceptable wear no matter where you are. That is true. Like that's become formal wear for like eighty percent of people. But it's also like just you could just wear it and not feel formal. It's it's become the uh, it's become a very popular attire. All right, we'll have Elliot coming on. We'll talk about his clothes at eight o'clock. Your phone calls, top five quarterbacks ever. I go Brady, Montana, Manning, Mahomes, and Steve Young is my top five. And Reed or, or Roseman, who's number one right now in terms of most important for what the Eagles have become over the last twenty years. Oh, we'll get to all that. Let's play BG though. This this uh, Brandon Graham stuff. It's interesting. So. You know, I've just assumed that Brandon Graham would either retire or play for the Eagles next season. That's just that's where I've been all season. He's an Eagle. Uh, He's established himself here. He is a very popular player. He's you know, him and his family made this their full time home. I'm not sure how many years ago, but we know that he he lives here now full time. He doesn't go back to Michigan and all that. He's an Eagle. He's he's a Philadelphia person um, and an Eagle. And he obviously had a really good year, but but his contract is, you know, they're going to have to fix that contract after this year. And, I, you know, I didn't know after the injury last year, his age, would he, would he play next season? Well, he had a really good year, no question. 11, 11 sacks, and he was at least talked about here as a comeback player. So, for the first time, though, after the game Sunday, I started thinking that Brandon Graham might play somewhere else next year. So, first... Listen to this. On the field on Sunday, he's being interviewed, and then his wife comes running over. It's a really kind of a cool moment where they're, they're celebrating together. She's so happy for him. But then then listen to what she says here, and it kind of piqued my interest. Like, hmm, could, could he be on the way out if the contract is not what they want it to be? Here's Brandon Graham's wife on the field with him after the game Sunday. Get to this moment, and, you know, I know. Because she knows she know how much it means to me. And we talked about this, and I'm so happy. Happy for you. Give me a kiss. Mwah. We're going to Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How, how does this feel to be able to share this with your oh family and have this moment? I'm so proud of you. <laughs> to know that he just came from just his injury. And to know all of the hard work that he put in. This could be potentially the last game that he played for Philly. 
So, all right, that kind of piqued my interest. And I, and I thought, all right, maybe it's the retirement thing. Maybe, you know, this is it. He's going to win one more, go out a champion for a second time. So Brandon was on the Zach Elf show last evening, CBS Sports Radio, and he clarified it. No, she wasn't talking about retirement. Here's Brandon Graham. Is the Super Bowl coming up in two weeks going to be your final game, Brandon Graham? No, nah, no, nah, man. No, nah, um, my wife said uh, potentially as an eagle uh, as far as, you know, you know, we don't know my future because I'm on a one-year deal. But she knows I want to play uh, a couple more years. Uh, and then, you know, who knows uh, what, what happens. I'm, I'm hoping, you know what I'm saying, uh, everything works out. Um, you know, just – but but I'm, I'm definitely playing. That did not sound to me like a player that is ready to retire. I mean, he made it pretty clear there. And it also didn't sound to me like someone who's sure he'll be back here next year. And I think that is because he knows how well he played. And there's going to be a there's a market for players that have 11 sacks. I mean, we, we we've talked a lot about the Eagles have a lot of decisions to make, players and the salary cap, but Jalen Hurts' contract. We've never really discussed Brandon Graham's impending free agency because I think we look at him as not as important of a player at, at this age now, right? As in terms of Chauncey Gardner Johnson or James Bradbury, but. It, it's like the last day or two for the first time I thought he could be in a different uniform next year. It's not a lock he's an eagle, which it would be a shame because I think he's 10 games away from the all-time record for games played in this uniform. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we've done this before with Brandon Graham, mm-hmm. right? When when Chip Kelly was here and his rookie contract was up, it was almost a, a guarantee, we thought, that he would go elsewhere because yep. he wasn't fit to be a linebacker in a 3-4 defense. And then obviously he signed a four-year contract and – we did it again in 2018, right? When they lost to Saints. New Orleans, he had the same thought. Like, I distinctly remember him, and I think Derek Gunn, after the game, having emotional conversation, talking about how this might be his last game as an Eagle. He wasn't sure he was going to be back. And Well, so much to the point, I, I believe the story was, didn't he shake the hand of every media person on the cle- locker room cleanout day? Because it was almost like him thanking them for covering him because he just assumed he was out of here. So I think this just might be what Brandon Graham does. And I also think back to 2017 when, you know, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl and Howie Roseman said, we used to be shrewd with moves like this and, you know, moving along from older players. We don't have to be that team anymore. I think everyone in that organization recognizes what a positive force Brandon Graham is on the team, not only on the field, but off the field. If I had to guess, he's probably back. But I do think it complicates things because of how good of a year he had. I mean, there's always five or six or seven teams that have insane cap room because that's just where they are in their cycle. Like, the Bears have $100 million of cap room. I mean, like I don't know if it's the Bears, but just like a team that has crazy cap room could pay him to a level where the Eagles just won't, won't do it. So I hope he's back. He belongs in an Eagle uniform. And I, I want to see him break the all-time games played record. I think that's a, that's a really cool record for any franchise. And nothing against David Akers. A kicker shouldn't have the record. It's just it's just not right that, like, who's played the most games in Eagles history? A kicker. Well, yeah, I mean, he played, but he kicked. Can we get a real player as the all-time uh, leader in, in Eagles history in games played? I, I think it'd be cool if it's him. And it would be even more impressive if he surpasses a kicker, right? A guy who doesn't necessarily play football, passing, getting passed by a guy who does. And yeah. not only does he play football, he plays one of the most physically demanding positions in the NFL. Yeah, and he's 10 games away from doing that. 215-592-9494. Alright, back to the phone lines here. Andy Rose, Andy or Howie, more important last 20 years to this team's success. And how would you rank top five quarterbacks ever? I go Brady, Montana, Manning, Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he's in there already. And Steve Young is my number five. Malik is in Manary. Hey, Malik. 
I, I'm listening to your top five, mm-hmm. and you said Steve Young played. He had to wait. You do realize that they looked at him as a potential uh, draft bust because he was number one in the draft and he got drafted by the Bucks and he got traded because they didn't think he was any good, right? Yeah, but then he had to wait behind Montana in his late 20s. Like, he got to play sometimes, Malik, when Montana got hurt, and, and he was just as good or better. Like, I think he he was better than him those last two years, but he had to wait behind him. He, okay, it, the last two years, within the last two years, Joe Montana did win a Super Bowl, and he got injured in the NFC Championship when they were like 15-1. and one. Yeah, and I think I think Young wait. would have been just as good or better in those years if he was in there. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, he, but, but he took Malik. He took over then. Why? Right, they moved on from Montana, and he he won two MVPs. Okay, Montana had already done all that. Like he had already had four Super Bowls. And my thing is, Joe Montana had a better record in the NFC Championship. He beat. Here's the thing: Joe Montana can say, "I beat the Cowboys." You beat them once. You lost them three times. I mean, I'm just saying. But I, but I mean, but I, I'm a, I mean, I think we're on the same page. I have Montana ranked above Young. I just also have Steve Young on the on the list. I, for me, I, I, it's Peyton Manning. He wasn't the for me. He wasn't the first person because I remember Warren Moon running playing in a run and shoot offense where they ran out of the shotgun all the time. So I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but Peyton Manning, uh, I would actually if 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 I had to say it. If I had your list, I would take Peyton Manning off and put Drew Brees in there because Drew Brees was more consistent to me. He just was as far as winning because you look at all the stuff that you say he didn't have. When he had the number one defense, he still didn't win. He lost to the Patriots at home. Like it, it's my, my, my problem with Peyton Manning is for all the talent he had around him, he was a choke artist. I mean, Jeff Saturday is probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. That's he had a bunch of Hall of Famers, and he still couldn't get over the hump. But one time in, in Indianapolis, with all that talent, literally he had like six Hall of Famers on that team, if not five, if not seven. To be fair, he was uh, in the same conference. He was up against the GOAT, right, the best coach at quarterback. Like, it wasn't like he had an easy path. He had to go against the Patriots all those years. But remember, with his, his, his I, I'm glad when people say that because to be the best, like you, you already know what I'm about to say. You got to beat the best. I, I know exactly. And and so I, he, I do think my, I do think that Peyton's playoff checkered history is why he's. I have him three, not two. Like I, I get it. I mean, he wasn't perfect. And in the playoffs, they did lose his big favorites at home quite a few times. It was it was it was annoying. And, and I mean, it, and I, you know what? I'll, you know what? I'll say this. I'll give you. He kept losing to the Patriots. But like I tell people all the time, explain the charges, explain, and these were losses. Well, the jet, the jet, he lost to Mark Sanchez in the Jets. I mean, that, <laughs> that happened. And too. he lost, he lost to Ben 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 Roethlisberger, yeah. and they went on to win the Super yep. Bowl in uh, in um Detroit, and the bus rode off into the sunset. Yeah, you're right, so Malik. It. You're right about that. Um, and, and I think that's it's part of the story. And Malik, I preached the phone call, but and, and I he Malik's not wrong, and that's why I I didn't have Peyton too, even though his career was remarkable. But Drew Brees didn't win as much as Peyton Manning. Drew Brees had under 500. I mean, how many times did Peyton go under 500? Two in his whole career? I think his rookie season in like year four or five. Yeah, Brees had more of those than Peyton Manning did. Brees had losing seasons and... He had like three in a row. Yeah, and also Drew Brees didn't have as difficult of a conference to go through. Like, what are we talking about with Drew Brees' Saints in the NFC? Like, who who was the best quarterback in the NFC 
the you know concurrent with Drew Brees. I guess it was Rodgers. And then who would be next? Eli Manning? I'm, I'm trying to think that the bulk of his career in the NFC, who were the best quarterbacks he had to go up against most of the time? Matt Ryan? Eli? You know, Rodgers obviously is in the, is the top. But, you know, it wasn't like he had a lot to go through. Tony Romo? Like, we're not talking about other – I mean, how many of these guys are Hall, Hall of Famers? I don't – I wouldn't put Matt Ryan in. I would, Romo's not going in. You know, what are, we, what are we talking about? Peyton Manning had to go through Tom Brady in the same conference every single and, – and, you know, yes, he also lost some bad games. That's fine. I didn't even consider Breeze. I'm being honest. If I had to keep going with my list, Marino would be part of it. Eventually, I'd get to Aaron Rodgers, even though he bothers me a little bit. Um so I'd go Marino, Rogers, Unitas, who I didn't have on. I'd have to put on there. I'd, I'd put all those guys before I put Drew Brees. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Drew Brees was fine. I just think he racked up a lot of numbers by hanging on for a while and playing in a pass-happy offense. Yeah, and you well, mentioned you look at, at the year they won the Super Bowl. The other playoff teams are like Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, an aging Brett Favre, and Eli Manning. Like, that's what he had to, to compete with. And he went to one Super Bowl. One. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about a choke artist in the postseason, it was Drew Brees. Oh, I mean, they lost. So he lost home games to Jared Goff. He lost a home game to Kirk Cousins. And look, if Alshon has dropped the ball, he may lose a home game to Nick Foles. They had they had quite a few. And they also lost to Case Keenum. I know that Minnesota miracle wasn't, you know, he wasn't like his fault. But, but then they lost to Case Keenum in a playoff game. Let's talk to Jason, who's up on WIP. What's up, Jason? Hey, Joe, how are you, Jason, bud? doing great, buddy. What's on your mind tonight? How you feeling? I am fired up. You know, all week long I've been hearing about, you know, the cat room and everything for next year. You know what I mean? We got to worry about this year. We got to finish what we started, all right? We are one game away from being champions again. I bring the Lombardi Trophy home. That's right. For Jason, this is the year. They're favorites in this game. And this is – they have an unbelievable opportunity here, Jason. They have the best roster in the NFL. They, they got to capitalize on this. Finish it. I agree 100%. And I definitely think, you know, Howie over, over Andy. And um, I'm going to give you my top five quarterbacks. Let me hear it, Jason. How would you rank them? Uh, I gotta go Brady. All right, we'll we'll go Eli, uh, Montana. I'm gonna go Holmes, and um, I'm gonna go Young with you. I'm gonna go Young. So you had you had Brady, Eli, Montana, Young, and who was the fourth one? Eli. Eli, Brady, Montana, Young, and I'm going to go Mahomes. Mahomes. Okay, Mahomes. And you know what, Jason? I'm glad you put Mahomes in there. I like that. I appreciate it. Now, Eli has the two Super Bowls. Feels a bit rich for a 500 quarterback to be top five ever. Yeah, I mean, he might have meant painting, but oh, maybe we can, we can debate Eli Manning if yeah. you want. Uh, he may have. That, that's You're probably right on that. He Do you just... think Eli Manning gets a bad rap? And maybe it's not the same in this city, but... I think he was a good quarterback for a long time. They they won double digit games, or they made the playoffs a lot early in his career. First he was half. over five hundred like for his first nine years. I if mean, you take away his rookie season where he you know played like four games. Here is the thing that uh, these debates always. I, I think it's funny. Like, w- would you not be happy 
if Jalen Hurts' career mirrored Eli Manning's? Like, wouldn't we all sign up for that right now? I know there's very high expectations. He's second in the MVP voting, right? We at least assume he's going to finish second. So, like, there's that anticipation he could become an all-timer and, and win MVPs. And, I, and I, I'm not saying he can't. But wouldn't you sign up for Eli Manning's career right now? Like, in terms of wins, longevity, and championships from Jalen Hurts. I would. Yeah, I mean, I would sign up for the first half because the second half gets a little hairy. And he right. did finish with a career record of exactly 117 but and if, 117. If I just say you got to take it blind. But, yeah, if you're giving me two Super Bowls. Right. I think you would have to take it. I, I mean, I think you would. Um the one, there's one more name, and I wonder if anyone will put it in their top five that I, I that neither of us said, and I tend to think this guy's a little bit overrated. It's John Elway. He's a good quarterback. I, I, in fact, he's a great quarterback. I'm not going to pretend he wasn't a great quarterback, but I mean, he did it in a, in a different way. I know we had to drag some of those Broncos teams um, that weren't very talented in, and he did it a lot in the '80s, and they got smashed in the Super Bowl. I just don't think he's as as efficient. And I didn't think he was as great down to down as the other guys that we're talking about. Like at some point, you got to parse between who's five and who's nine on, on these kind of lists. And I I have him closer to ten in a top ten than I did top five. So I just I moved off him pretty quickly. I mean, I, if if I keep going on my list, I'd rather have Marino, rather have Rogers than I would John Elway. And I know he got to a lot of Super Bowls, but yeah, I, I just I'm not as high on him as some people. Me neither. Like he he's a nine time Pro Bowler, but. Never really led the league in any stats. I don't know if he was ever really the best quarterback. Was never a first-team All-Pro. He was good. Like, I, I kind of, and we did this a couple weeks ago when we did our QB comps for mm. the divisional round. I think Josh Allen is kind of lining up to have a John Elway-like career where he does some amazing things for for YouTube and for highlight reels. There's tons of stuff. You can go watch John Elway, but on a down-to-down, day-to-day, year-to-year basis... I just don't think he had the peak or the consistency of some of the other guys. Yeah, I think he's closer to 10 than 5. 215-592-9494. Albert in Maple Shades up on WIP. Hey, Albert. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Albert. What are you thinking tonight? So, um, I just wanted to give you my top five first, but I also want to talk about the Super Bowl, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so so let's go uh, top five first. What do, what do you think on this? So, I got to have Joe Montana in my top five, but I've never watched him before. I'm 20 years old, so... It's kind of hard to put him in there, but he locks in there automatically. So, um, But my top five is Brady, Peyton, Joe Montana, Aaron Rodgers, and then Drew Brees. And then number six, I have Dan Marino. So let me – it's interesting because you, you skew on the younger side, obviously. How, how close is Mahomes already? Because I have him top five already. And, I, and some people were like, wait, he's only played five years. And I'm like, yeah, but look at what these five years – did you think about Mahomes? Uh, de- no, definitely. But I don't know. It's just like he's just so young. It's like I don't know. Like if if his career is the way it is towards the end, like if he keeps doing this like consistently, definitely top five, no question. But as of right now, I don't know. I feel like I've got to see at least like two or three rings before I or I'm some more MG- MVPs before I give him top five. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it is. I, I never thought I'd I have a quarterback. You know, five years in in the top five ever. It is. It is pretty amazing, oh, Albert. No, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. All right. Real. So, what are you thinking on the Super Bowl? What are you feeling? So, I think that it's going to be rather we're going to kill the Chiefs, or it's going to be a shootout because I feel like our defensive line is against their offensive line. I love that matchup for us. Like it's it's a really good matchup. I feel like we're going to dominate their offensive line. 
their defensive line as well. I feel like in the trenches, we're, that's how we're going to win the Super Bowl, and I think we have a really good chance of doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I heard Brian Baldinger today on Mark Cerise, and he, you know, he he was asked about the game and his, his first feeling on it. And he just kept bringing that up that the Eagles are, they just have a major advantage on both lines, right? Offensive versus defensive, defense. Like they just have the advantage on the lines, and that's. I mean, we know it. That's that's how the. I mean, that's what happened last week. They just dominated up front. Yep, that's all we got to do. I, it, Albert, it is, and here's what I'll say after. Appreciate the phone call, Albert. As always, they have to. The Eagles are gonna have to play better offensively. I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm breaking any news here. They're going to have to play more efficiently and better on offense to beat the Chiefs. I mean, that game this past Sunday became just don't turn the ball over, and there's no way you're going to lose. That That's how bad the Niners' offense was, how good the Eagles' defense was, how inept they were throwing the football because, I mean, they quite literally couldn't throw it. Josh Johnson gets knocked out, and Purdy, I mean, couldn't throw the football. He, he had a torn UCL. So it, became, it was easy. I mean, the, game, the NFC Championship game was easy for the Eagles to just kind of – just play very conservative, coast on offense. You know, Hurts missed a couple shots, but after that it was like, let's not even take shots. Let's just, let's just not turn the ball over. It's going to be a different game. I do expect, and I'm, I'm just so curious as how the, the week moves on, you know, what people think about how this game's going to express itself. I do think we're going to get points. I just, I, I tend to think good offense, great offense beats good or great defense, and eventually Mahomes will score and I think the Eagles' offense is too well coached and too well designed, and Jalen Hurts is too smart with the football to not find holes. Like they'll make plays. So I think we're getting points. It, it would not surprise me if we get something like thirty to twenty-seven in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's going to be a rather high-scoring game. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Frank is in Bucks County. Frank's on WIP. Hey, Frank. Hey guys, it took yourself off my uh, speaker phone. Sure. Um, the two things. Uh, the, yeah, the first thing I told the guy was. Where was Marino at in the list? But I've heard people talk about Marino lately. Um, he didn't, you know, win like I thought he would when I was a kid. But he was a prolific passer. I mean, he was just unbelievable. Maybe the best pure thrower I, any of us have ever seen, Frank. I mean, he certainly he was. He was an amazing player, and I find him really hard to rank on lists like this because I he agree. didn't win, right? So I it. He definitely would be on my top ten if I kept going with the list. I didn't put him in the top five, but he, he's just difficult. Like you, you can make the case he's there, but then who do you take out? Like it's it's hard to move people yeah, no, out. Yeah, no, no, he's not top five. I agree, but he is just such a prolific passer. I thought he was had to be mentioned. And the last quick thing was, what are the Eagles going to do with um, Dominic Sue Joseph? Are these guys a one year wonder? Well, not one of your wonder. Are they going to be left out? Because these guys, I think, help the defensive line incredibly just as backups. And, you know, I think that they need to stay. And can we afford to keep them? And can they play? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I and Frank, I appreciate it, man. I, I would think they're lower on the priority list. I mean, they were midseason acquisitions. They were sitting at home. I mean, are they going to have a big market after playing eight or nine games each? Probably not. I, I don't know. I mean, I could see either retiring at the age they are. I, I could see one of them or both. I mean, probably maybe one of them come back next season. I would think the Eagles are going to draft another defensive tackle. I mean, Hargrave's a free agent. But I'm not, like, in terms of all the moves they have to make, all the players they have to make decisions on, who comes back, who doesn't, um, you know, the money they allocate, the years they allocate, the, the guaranteed money they allocate, 
I think those two will be near the bottom of the priority list, and I don't think either would cost that much money to come back. I mean, I, if I had to guess, neither are back next year. If I had to guess, uh, maybe one of the two comes back in a you know a role like they have this year, which is to kind of just rotate in. But boy, they have so many fish to fry with these free agents that. Those two are probably back burner ones. 215-592-9494. Top five quarterbacks ever. How do you rank them? I go Brady, Montana, Manning, Patrick Mahomes, and Steve Young as my one, two, three, four, five. I now have Howie Roseman over Andy Reid as the most important figure this organization's had in the last 20 years. Where do you lie? I think Roseman's past Reid. We got a lot to get into, including a chat with Elliot Shore Parks, who's going to be in Arizona. We'll talk to him about his attire, what he's bringing, his trip, and, of course, the Eagles and Chiefs Super Bowl coming up on Sports Radio 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.